0: Let's roll.
1: This is the old 77. It's a safe place in an unsafe world. Hey, this is great, man. Warning, foul language may occur due to the subject matter.
2: Loving it strong.
1: Become a subscriber at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. Subscribers get bonus content and early access to episodes. Find out more at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. You gotta be pros. Thanks for listening.
0: Let's do this. Leroy! <laughs>
1: Welcome to another episode
2: of The Old 77, episode 37 to be exact. Today on the show we have from the Paranormal Sun and the Fortunate Sun, live from Tower Studios, we have JT on the show. A special thank you to Toby Dean and every single one of our Patreon subscribers. Give you a little setup for today's show. Do you play the lottery? Because that's what we were talking about Is we were waiting for JT to answer the phone. And before that, because JT answers and gives Dave some guff, give you a little inside so we were late today with this episode because dave had a flat tire and as a result we were about an hour late calling jt dude was totally cool with it when he answered the phone immediately gave dave guff you know just like one of the guys the old 77 really is a hangout podcast unfortunately couldn't get video on this one but still check us out over on youtube where you can see other episodes where we do have video running we're going to continue that Thanks for listening to the old 77.
3: Somebody will always get me lottery, lottery tickets, and yeah. so I'll play them. I've never gotten too lucky on it, though. You dialing up, JT? We are, man. So, surely. I always
4: give lottery tickets to guys. I don't know why. I don't
3: know. I like them. I think it's a really good gift, honestly. Like, there he is. Hey,
2: man. Can you hear us?
3: Yeah, I hear you. Right on. Can you hear Dave? Hey, JT. How
5: are you doing, brother? You Getting me? You sore, Dave? You sore from lifting that fucking tire? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. No, it was easy, man. I was telling Scott earlier, that's like the one manly thing that I actually do know how to do. And so, you know, and it and it turns my wife <laughs> on, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it turns my wife. Are you on. a good look, are you a good spare look, look. tire changer?
5: Yeah, bro. Yeah, all all good. I'll I'll tell you a story though. When I used to work in warehousing, I was so fucking lazy one time. I couldn't be bothered with the jack. I went and lifted up the car with the fork hoist.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow. And it didn't uh your car was yeah, okay?
5: I, yep. Dude. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, uh, here 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 because you know you when when people in the US moan about uh, gas prices man fuck you got nothing on us it's like 7 dollars a gallon here or something like that in the good times Jeez. so a lot of people have four cylinders so i just l- had a little four banger
3: yeah yeah
5: so it was e- it yeah it easily lifted it up no problem
3: why is gas so expensive there man is it just because it's kind of a remote area or
5: Yeah, cuz we're in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Yeah. We're like everybody thinks like we're married at the hip with Australia, but yeah. we're like 1500 plus miles right. to Australia and even there it's like that's just to hit land that's not where there is anybody, you know.
3: Yeah, right because so much of Australia is nobody. Nobody's there, you know.
2: Well, it's only on the coast, right? That they're on Australia. Yeah, on yeah. the on the east yeah, coast, the... I think,
3: right? Yeah, we're Sydney and <laughs> some of those yeah. other ones are. Yeah. So what time is it there, JT? Let's remind everybody. That's the one.
2: It is ten eighteen a.m. Okay, and it is three nineteen p.m. here. So there on you go. On Monday, yeah, yeah. On Sunday,
5: you're in the future, man. Yes, yeah, yeah, man. Unfortunately, I like I say, I don't have those lottery numbers.
3: <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> What do you think about that, JT? I don't do have you, the winners for you. Do you think it was just a coincidence, and that you know, because because Andrea kind of said like, well, she's been using the same number for years and years and years, so eventually, you know, it might hit. Do you think it's just a coincidence, or do you think that that there's something more to it?
2: Have you heard the story about the uh, the lady who played the lottery and Some... won because she was playing her husband's letters or numbers that
5: he dreamed? Right. Yeah, so I, I I didn't read the whole lottery fair, but um, I yeah, I know what they say that could be a coincidence, but again, um, especially when you're talking Powerball and that, even even yeah. here we only got six numbers, and then we've got the Powerball is is one to ten, but even that, like when you do the odds, it's like hundreds of millions to one. Um, so I get that people might be playing it for years, but. I found it interesting when you sent me that article because uh years ago, um I uh, many moons ago here I used to work in a place and I made bacon and ham. So uh you know, I, I learned a lot about making stuff like that. You know, you used to think it's like the old uh the old traditional thing where you're sitting there and you're you're trimming up but it's like all oh, freaking putting it in like cement mixer type things and injecting it with with salt solutions well well anyway this old guy that i worked with he told me he dreamt about the lottery numbers one time before i knew him and he said sure enough they came through and so i said to him because he he was a bit slow um i said to him alan if you ever dream of lottery numbers again you give me the damn numbers and i'll buy the ticket and we'll split it it's but you write them down and sure enough he he never did but i was like man just (laughs) If you have, because because I don't have dreams like that. Like me and Scotty were talking about the other night. Yeah. I I actually had a dream last night, and I woke up this morning, and it was one of those WTF. You're like, why am I? So so I used to have a guy work for me at one of my old jobs here, and he's Cambodian. And uh, if you've seen like uh, uh two broke girls in that, you know, and you got Han, and it's like really really loud and boisterous. Well well that's how this guy is, and and he's a good dude but um i had a dream that he sent me an email complaining because i'd sold him some models like ship models and the models just um like they didn't have all the parts or something like that and so he's asking for his money back and i'm like why am i having dreams like this you know i'm not having lottery dreams i'm not having um you know i'm not i'm not having these pro- i'm not having these real deep insightful dreams i'm just having stupid dreams like this like what? Number one, why would I have models I'm selling him? And number two, why would he be emailing me about them? You know, it's like so. Yeah, Dave. Unfortunately, I don't have those really cool, you know, deep rooted dreams that uh, teach me something about life. I have really mundane, stupid ones. I usually am the
3: same. Most of my dreams are just like a hodgepodge of shit that's been in my head the past few days. But I've had a couple weird. I had a couple <laughs> weird ones. I've had right. right. So. So I I think there is something to it. I think that there is something to it. The the fact that she won with her husband's numbers that he picked 20 years ago. There's something something to that, There's I something think. Something to that maybe.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, well I mean, you, you play know,
2: the same numbers eventually you're going to hit, right? Well, we It's the same concept as a million monkeys behind a million typewriters. Well, eventually well, they'll, th- they'll give you Hamlet.
3: Yeah, but I think her odds are still probably astronomically low, man. <laughs> if it's a Powerball type,
5: type lottery, maybe.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I generally think playing the lottery is a waste of money. Well, there.
5: No, I, I, I hear you, and especially right now with one income, we've, we've long had a rule that it has to be over ten million dollars here, which doesn't sound like much, but uh, again we've got 5 million people in our whole country okay so yeah, like yeah. a 10 million dollar prize here is big and the other cool thing here here is if you get like if you win 10 mil it's not this crap like back home where it's like okay you won 10 mil here's your 2 mil you know it's no you win 10 mil you get 10 mil and it's oh. none of this 30 year payment bs oh, really? it's you get 10 mil in your bank account like you you yeah you, you go down to the lottery office and You go in, and it's really cool because I'm not – obviously, I'm not one, and I don't know anyone who's (laughs) one. But they give you this book. Yep, yep. You you go into the city, and they basically take you in this room, and they give you a book. And this book basically tells you that your life is going to change forever from this point on. And it's like hints and tips from other lottery winners that are kind of telling you what to do, what not to do. Mm -hmm. And then they give you like champagne and that, and – and they put the money in your bank account and it's usually the same day. Um, and off you go with your, you know, whatever it may be. Um, I, I don't need that much. I mean, a few mil guys, I'd be set for life and I would be, you'd have to set a new tier of Patreon for the old 77. Cause um, J, JT would be funding your show. Oh, that's, oh brother. That that's very
3: nice of you to say that. Well, how about this? We'll extend the favor to you if, if we hit it.
2: Absolutely.
5: Hey, uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. No, no doubt, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Li- literally, I, I mean, my life right now is pretty sweet. But definitely, if if I won a big prize and I wanted to patronize the arts, it would be podcasting. Man, there's so many people out there that bust their hump and really put their love and uh and everything else into what they do. Um, I I had a couple really cool compliments uh the other day. And you, you know how it is with this, like we do it because we it's it's like Scott said about being in an audio and all of that. You do, you're doing it for the love of it. And, you know, it's 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 a calling and it's a passion. And the other day I woke up uh, after we had our talk, Scotty, I mean, I, that day between the other podcasters I talked to and then me and you sat there, I didn't realize until after I got off the call. I had I had you on for four hours, you poor bastard. And then you had I think you had to work the next day. I did. And then then I recorded an episode. So I I spent Yeah, man.
2: Totally fine. So I spent
5: like nine hours on the mic and I woke up I woke up the next day and I felt like I'd smoked like a carton of cigarettes, like you know, when you're a kid and you get caught with the smokes and, and it's like you have to smoke a whole carton that's what I felt like. And, uh, you know, I got up and I I was fine. It wasn't like, woe is me. It was just one of those days you feel kind of subpar. I go and start going through the uh, social media. And I had, the first one was a message from somebody who follows me on Instagram and they're like, you're such an inspiration and you've helped me so much. And, you know, I've been really down and you go and you like my posts and, uh, uh, you just don't know what, what, what you do, how much it means to me. And I was just like, Whoa, you know, it, it's That's just cool. really it's really humbling when you hear something like that. And then the other one was was another social media person who does posts in that. And they said, you're you're the hardest working podcaster I've ever known. And I'm just like, wow, it, it's just one of those things where it's really cool when you hear that from someone else.
0: Hell, yeah. Cause
5: I'm just an idiot. I've just got lots of time. So I just sit around, you know, doing shit that most people don't have time to do.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny how that is, man. You're just the guy hanging out, but everybody else sees you as the hardest working dude in show business.
3: Yeah, and and I, I, you know, people think that I know a lot about paranormal stuff, but I can't hold a flame to you, JT. You are, you are deep, brother. You are balls deep.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man, straight up.
5: Yeah, uh, too too bad. Too bad instead of having like a head full of knowledge on how to get rich off of the stock market or crypto or like like discovering oil or diamonds. It's like, oh, no, I can tell you about this freaking UFO case in 1962. Uh, But, yeah, Scotty and I were having this talk the other night. And the reality is my old man, Dave, he used to get so pissed off when I was in school because he'd tell me. I know how smart you are and yet you know you get you get Ds and Fs in math. Mm-hmm. He goes, "But you can tell me what some baseball hitter batted in 1987." And I told him, "Because it's interesting, you know, things like if a train leaves Chicago at 8:15 a.m. and it's going 58 miles an hour and another train leaves Cleveland, I couldn't give a shit what those two trains are doing, man. It's like and to this day, <laughs> I've never used any of that. Me I I've used I've I've used add, subtract, multiply, divide. And that's about it, man. Anything else? It's like if, if it's too complicated, you just go online. Um, right. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> good to have a, it's, it's crazy yeah, that, it's good that to have they thought that of all of over. this. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: it's amazing this and, stuff. And though. I
5: got if it was something like if if you if if you were going to be a, uh, a draft, you know, like uh, uh, drawing blueprints and diagrams, and I got that. It all had value for them Um, or like even programming and all of that. But but for the average redneck layman like me in school, you know what I needed to know, Dave, was when I get my two hundred dollar paycheck a week, how many bottles of Jack Daniels can I buy and still pay the rent? That's what I really needed to know.
3: Yeah, well, mine was mine was not dissimilar. It may have involved another substance. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
5: Oh man, uh, look, look, Dave. When 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 we were teenagers, man, uh, I'll tell you, Scott Scotty knows some stories, but but I'll tell you one. Me and my buddies on the weekends, we would just drive around out in the country, and we would just go and find. Ra- I'm not even kidding you. We would be so hard up, we'd just go and pick random plants and weeds and smoke them and see <laughs> if they gave us any kind of buzz or high. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We just go and pick any random shit we found in the ditch. It's like, yeah. "Oh
3: well, let's try this." <laughs> we got we got into some weird <laughs> shit too, man. Um like, did have you when you guys were younger, did you ever hear the uh there's this urban legend, I guess you would call it, that uh like if you take a banana peel and like roll it up and oh, yeah. and smoke it, it it it'll get you high?
2: Yeah.
5: Buddy, it's not an urban legend. It's not an urban legend. It's it, it's true. The the, the it's true. Uh, but it, the thing is that basically what you need to do is you need to take the banana peels and you scrape the inside of the banana peel, so the the flesh side. You scrape that off and you put it on a baking tray and you bake it in the oven and then you smoke it. Uh, the The one real advantage that it has at that time was that it was perfectly legal. Now, here you go. Here's your trivia moment. There's actually a song written about it. Oh. And you're going to know the song as soon as I start humming along. Electrical bananas going to be the very next rage. It's Mellow Yellow. That song is about oh. smoking banana peels, brother.
3: <laughs> wow. Wow. I, okay, That's funny. Well, I'm going to go yeah. buy a bundle you know what of else bananas you could on the be, way right? home
5: today. Just kidding. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah buy and by the caseload man hell yeah well i i i always the, thought the, that, the, that was an urban legend the other one was it. nutmeg yeah
3: I've yeah heard i've heard nutmeg. i've heard of nutmeg but yeah. i've also
2: heard if you do nutmeg you got to be careful because you can <laughs> and i hate to say this od on nutmeg
3: <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> mm-hmm
2: it's yeah, re- it's yeah, weird. yeah people, um people don't know. tastes like christmas and sweet True.
3: sweet death mm-hmm <laughs> That was always an interesting topic to me when I was growing (laughs) up. I'm I'm being serious, man. Sweet, sweet death. No, no. Um, you know, plants and things that getting high off of different stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, humans have a long and complex relationship with um, absolutely man psychoactive plants and things. So,
5: well. Here's a crazy one, and you might know this, but I had no idea until a few years ago. Uh, I, I went to a first aid course here, and I'd had, I'd had first aid courses before, but I was getting like a renewal. I hadn't had one for a few years. And the lady's telling us about, she's like, oh, she, she started talking about this, and I was like, what? Whatever. She's like, no, it's, it's, it's real. If you don't believe me, look it up. Apparently, if a child drinks vanilla extract, yes. it can kill them. Yes. Like as an adult, it's it's not. Yeah, I had no idea, man. I was like, what? I, 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 I knew that it wasn't real vanilla, but I just thought she was making this up. So it's funny. I remember as
2: a child, my grandmother and my grandfather, they went off on this big trip and they went to Mexico. And it was a big thing because they brought back like like these bars of it was called Don Maximo. And you could like scrub anything out of it, you know. And that's how I always would say it, just like Don Maximo, you know, dude, like all crazy shit. Got
3: in his accent.
2: And then they also brought back like a gallon glass jug of real vanilla. And I always wanted to take a drink and my mom (laughs) would freak out every time. No, you can't drink this. You can't do it. And eventually she would tell me it would be like alcohol. It'll make you drunk. And so, of course, I wanted to do it even more. Right. Of course. And I remember taking like a little bit of it and it tasted the foul. It was so fucking terrible. My God. Yeah. I never wanted to do it again, but I don't see how people are just chugging that shit down.
3: I man, I've never taken a shot of that. But no man, my mom would lose her mind. I didn't. Wow. I didn't know that. That was one that I didn't know. One, another one that I didn't know, this isn't food, but what, what are the two substances? You, you shouldn't meet, uh, you shouldn't mix bleach with what is it? Ammonia? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. We learned that the hard way. <laughs> if you <laughs> breathe it in, yeah. it's not good
3: for
0: you. Uh oh. He's yeah. raising his hand yeah. over there. <laughs> you,
5: you got a story so, for uh, us? So, so when I moved, so yeah, when, when I moved to California after school, Scotty, um, when I worked in the Italian restaurant, um, you know, you we we had tile. We had like those red, the red brick tile with the grout in between. And so, uh, we wanted to, you know, we're, we're always mopping and I was always trying to do my best to, to make it really nice and clean and sparkling, especially when it was like slow days in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. So that was it, man. One, one day I mixed the ammonia and the bleach in the bucket Uh. and I'm back there mopping. And I just start, you know, I get dizzy and that and watery eyes, but you know, we were raised, man. It's like our generation. It was like, you just nut through. It's like, (laughs) Oh, well you just got watery eyes. Right. And when, through, when the soldier. boss found out what I did, you know, he's like telling me, he's like, Yeah, that's it. And 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 when the owner found out, he's like, Oh, John, you know, what are you doing, man? He's like, You you made ammonia gas. And he goes, uh oh, uh just like in World War One in the trenches, you know, here you are making this ammonia gas. <laughs> I had no freaking idea. So um, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I've never forgotten after that. I, I
3: learned that when I worked at a at a golf course, I had some old man that I worked with, and he and he told me that. And I, if I remember correctly, I remember there was a pretty big story. I think it was like the Waffle House or somewhere like in Columbia, somewhere that that happened somewhere um, and got a bunch of the. Uh, I guess, you know, the, got like all the employees yeah, sick. Yeah, got all the, uh, you know, got some people sick. I don't oh, want to, I don't want to embellish it because I don't, I can't remember it precisely. But the, but the gist of the story was they mixed it together and it did not have very good results for the people that were in there. Man. So, I have to remember to tell my kids that. Well, ne- probably, next time probably the only <laughs> reason I was a,
5: Yeah, probably probably the only reason I was okay was, I mean, we were in a building, but it was like in the back and it was fairly open. If I would have been like in a bathroom or something, yeah, they probably would have walked in and found me pass out, pass out on the floor and had their wicked way with me. You know, whichever (laughs) one of the bus boys found me. (laughs) Well, you know, that's
3: always been a fear of mine, too, brother.
2: That a bus boy's gonna come find you and have his way. Yep, yep. It's one of many.
3: Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad it turned out well for you, man, because that could have been
5: ugly, you know. Right. Uh, oh, look, look, man. Um, I've had two NDEs, and I've had another, yeah. probably at least ten times in my life, man. Where I look back, and I'm like. 50 fifty there you know you you should be dead I mean I've been shot I've, or shot at, I've been stabbed um and all kinds of other stupid crap, man, it's like yeah, it's one of those things, Scotty, that post of yours that's why I had to steal it and share it on Facebook, you know about um you how how uh, how happy you were to see how all the all the guys that you used to cheat death with every weekend. <laughs> Turned into great parents and adults, it's, right? Like, Respectable true, parents man. and adults.
3: Yeah, it amazes me that I'm still alive. I can man. think of a
5: couple of them. Oh. Picking
3: them up out of ditches.
2: Let's go home. <laughs> but I was there with them.
3: <laughs> so JT have yeah. You, have, Oh yeah. Have you told me? Uh, I can't remember. Have you told me this on uh, the stories on on your uh, uh, NDEs?
5: Uh, I, I don't think I have, and I haven't gone through them on air just because, um, it's one of those things where I always say, oh, I'll get around to it one day, but, but I'm happy to tell you, I mean, mine aren't like the, the crazy ones where, you know, I went to heaven and hung out with St. Peter and we were playing Game Boy or anything, but, um, but, uh, yeah, they, they were very vivid and I, I remember them to this day. I mean. I've known people in my life and even family members that some of them, it's like they swear. Basically they popped out of the womb and it's like, they remember everything. Um, I'm not like that. Like I've got patchy memories back beyond a certain time, but I remember Mount St. Helens and I was only like two and a half, but I remember when that happened. Um, And uh, in and around that time when I was a toddler, um, we used to have family friends and their kids were kind of teenagers and I was begging them for some candy. And so one of them gave me a certs. And I don't know how certs are now, but back then they were solid. So it wasn't like a lifesaver, but it was like a coin. And sure enough, being a toddler, threw it in my mouth and swallowed it and started turning like in the old Bugs Bunny cartoons, like turning purple, plaid, you know, all these polka dot. And so my mom comes running outside. She saw me and she just tipped me upside down and started like, you know, shaking me smack in my back and everything else. And I coughed it up and I, I can just remember with that, even though I was really young, I remember like feeling the out of body and all of that. Aww. But the, the main one was uh, a few years later. Ironically, when uh, I went to, we were at a church camp when I was seven or eight and I couldn't really swim, but I wanted to be cool like everyone else. And there was like a, a, a dock that went out into the lake So I jumped off the dock and sure enough, I, uh, I didn't swim. I went down like a stone and, uh, I remember feeling really constricted in my chest and that, you know, couldn't breathe. And then, uh, within a few minutes, uh, I had the kind of classic where you don't feel your body anymore. You don't feel any pain. And like in the movies where you'll see the kind of the body floating in the water and there's like the sunlight coming down. Mm -hmm. And then I can remember seeing my body in that from above. And then, um, I think I might have had the beginnings uh, and, you know, some people say it's the synapses firing in that. Right. But I do remember like feeling like a warm light. And then right after that, my, again, my mom had come running down and saw me in the water and all these, all these jackasses for lack of a better term, looking in the water, watching me drown. And my mom just jumps in the water with her clothes on and pulled me out, saved my ass again. So, uh, oh, my, my mom, man, uh, I'm telling you, I should have been dead so many times uh, i can't I can it's probably at least ten times in my life my mom literally saved my life it, it, it's not like a metaphor it's reality yeah that's so many mom. times it's crazy uh, I'm so she was literally my guardian angel, yeah
3: wow man, that's crazy um, but it it sounds pretty um typical I mean as far as you know feeling your body. Rise up, you know your soul kind of leave your body, and almost is almost, almost feels like a third person point of view.
5: Yeah. And then, then the old man as well. Um, he had my, my old man, my step, my stepdad. He was a big boy, and you know he, he'd like he's a tip. He was a typical Illinoisan. He'd eat like fried bologna and uh, you know like horseshoes and and pony shoes hey man, and I'm from Illinois. hot, hot I beef gravy sandwiches, shit. you know, Diet- <laughs> Hey, I, I love all that stuff, Scotty. But, but what I'm saying is, you know, he definitely, there was a reason he had his health problems, you know? So he, um, he died on the operating table, um, and he was dead eight minutes, oh, wow. Dave. And wow. he had the, like the super classic NDE where he was over the, the operating theater And he could see people coming and going that even if he had consciousness, he wouldn't have been able to see. He was able to say people coming and going in the hallway and that. And so he had one of those really classic NDEs. And being an adult at the time, obviously he could contextualize it and remember it a lot better than I can from 35 years ago.
3: Right. But that, man, what an experience. My, My parents had a... A friend that had a near-death experience, and I, and I honestly don't even know what the circumstance was as far as, you know, why they died, and why they why they almost died, but um, they after after it happened to him, he he's all of a sudden he basically like stopped going to church. He decided that it was all a a big crock. Now that's not to say that he said that he didn't believe in God, but you know, I think more I think
2: he was more the institution he had a problem with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man.
3: So and yeah, you see that a lot with those that, things. I was gonna
2: say that happens unfortunately.
3: People's perspectives change
5: Well it's it it's funny you say that Dave and um you know this is not not to go too deep down the religious path because Again, I'm not about making anyone upset. And this is not really controversial, what I'm going to tell you. But um, I used to say it uh, a lot to people. I used to get really annoyed when people would try and like, you know how it is. They'd shoehorn you and, oh, you need to go to church with me or whatever. And when I lived in California, there was a really good guy. And I wish I could remember his name. But he was a really good guy and he was a big church goer. And I said to him straight up, I said, look, man, this is how I see it. If I'm a good person – and I try and live my life well, and I don't go to church, I don't see why I'm any worse than someone who goes to church every Sunday. I mean, you know, I told him, I'm not an atheist. I just don't go to church. And this dude, I couldn't believe it because he's like, we're, we're in our 20s. And he, he gave me the best answer I've ever heard. He said to me, look, you're, you're right, JT. You're absolutely right. But some people need that fellowship. They need to be able to go and everything else. And right. he said, um, I personally, and he goes and, and any good Christian would not have any problem with a person who doesn't go and yet is, is a good person and does their mm-hmm. best to live, uh, you know, live their life and treat others well. And I was floored. I think back at that all the times, you know, this is like 20, 20 years ago. And I think about how many people since then have been judgmental. And yet this dude had it fig- in, in my book. This guy had it figured out, which was basically live and let live. As long as you're treating other people, well, yeah. your journey is your journey, basically. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he didn't look down on me because I didn't because I, I, I felt a bit embarrassed because he was such a nice guy. So nice and everything else. And and I said, look, it's no offense to you. It's just not my thing going. And because I've done I did it for years and. No offense to anyone listening who might be a Mormon. I was baptized a Mormon, but sitting in school, like like Sunday school, and and hearing from a very young age that basically your body's the temple of God, and once you screw it up, you're going to hell. I was like, well, I've already had like caffeine and that in my life, so what's the (laughs) point? Like, I might as well just basically quote unquote drop out. Um, Now, (laughs) this was a long time ago, folks. So I mean, I'm, I'm I'm sure maybe teachings have changed in that. All I'm saying was, for me, it was like. What was the point at, at at that time for me to carry on? Because it's like, well, I'm going to go to hell one way or the other. I went to school with a guy that that, that was a Mormon and he,
3: he was into he was in, you know, I know that he drank and I'm pretty sure he smoked weed, Um, but he was super, super secretive about it because he was uh, totally oh, yeah. afraid of, you know, I'm assuming he was afraid of what his parents would would say if they found out, you know.
2: Never mind that shit. I'm going to hell with all the coffee
3: drinkers. (laughs) Right, man. If if that's where they're bring on the lattes, bitches. Although they're all cold. Oh yeah, (laughs) isn't that ironic?
5: Well, it is hell. I mean, come on. But Uh, but the lattes are cold. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a great joke for you, Scotty. On that, you might have heard it, and it is a short one. But um, basically, this dude, you know, he dies. And he rocks, he, he rocks up uh, uh, to the gates of hell, and you know there's the devil, and he goes, all right, come on, come on, it's, it's time for orientation, let's go. And he goes, um, what we're going to do is we're going to go into a room, and you basically tell me you want to be in that room or not. But once you make your decision, you're stuck there, and you're staying there for eternity. So the guys go, oh, okay, all right, I got you. So they go in the first room, and everybody's walking around, um, and they're up to their necks in shit. And there's flies, you know, and all the typical stuff. There's demons poking them with the pitchforks and that. And the dude's like, no, 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 I'm not going to be in here. And he's like, "Uh, okay, you sure? Yep. So he goes to the second room and it's pretty much the same, but it's up to their chests. You know, same same thing. And the guy's like, no, 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 I I don't want to be in here. And he goes, are you sure? And he goes, yep. So he goes into the third room and it's up to everybody's knees but they're 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 standing around. They're drinking coffee. They're smoking cigarettes and that. And he's like, yeah, this is the one for me. And the devil's like, you sure, man, because this is it. This is once you choose, you're in here. He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, this is this is it. So he goes over and he gets himself a coffee and he bums a cigarette and he starts talking to the other guy. And he goes, hey, man, he goes, this is pretty good. You know, he goes, uh, who would have thought this is what hell would be like? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And he looks at his watch. He goes, all right, everybody. Uh, coffee breaks over. Back on your heads.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh.
5: Well, that makes- I heard that in an AA meeting. <laughs> Are you serious?
2: That's a good AA meeting joke. <laughs> oh, man. I'm serious. It could be worse.
3: Well, JT, I don't know if you know this about me, but I I worked. It could I worked always be a, worse. I worked in a prison for like six years. <laughs> So I've got I've got a few pretty good pr- prison jokes, prison but I'm not going <laughs> to tell one today because no, no know. prison joke. Nah, it's hey, probably you, not appropriate for on the air. I know. <laughs> well, I, if I can think of one that bastard, that's not too, you know, grotesque, then I'll tell one. I just can't think of <laughs> I just can't think of one that I can't think of a single one that
2: oh, that's all right.
3: Yeah. Plus, some of them involved involved hand motions and things too. So, yeah, hand motions don't uh, <laughs> don't come over on audio. Yeah. As much. yeah. So, what do you think about our studio, JT? You see our big <laughs> banner in the back? Yeah, man, we
5: we got this new banner here. We uh, it's
3: freaking
5: It's freak. It's freaking awesome, man! It's it's epic. You know, you bastards! Oh, I have studio envy. I'm telling you, man! It's like. <laughs> Your studio is awesome. I love it.
3: Yeah, you gotta, you gotta catch up, man. You gotta catch <laughs> up.
2: I think your studio's coming along, man. Oh, uh, uh, uh,
5: Tower Studios is starting yeah, to look bang. Yeah, uh, I'm doing pretty good.
3: You've got some video and you've got everything
2: going it's, it's, so it's, far. It's
5: nice having this boom arm now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I just got a I just got a boom arm too. Have, the having the time.
5: boom arm, it makes a big difference. Oh, I yeah. just recently
2: yeah. we just recently got two more booms. So everyone here has a boom mic. Yep.
3: Oh nice. Yeah. yeah. I feel like pros now.
2: Yeah, almost. Yeah. Almost. It doesn't hurt though that we've got like I was telling you like the other night, like Derek, we got D Love. Every once in a while, he's in engineering now. He'll just come up and be like, "Hey, I got this. You want it?" Yeah, yeah I do. Thanks,
3: <laughs> man. Yeah, stuff that they <laughs> stuff that they're probably just gonna never use or th- right. It's
2: it's it's all trash. Away. Yeah, everything. Yeah, it's like our board over here. Like it's so it was originally a board at one of our schools, but they just they they roached it, and for the purposes of what we would use it for it's complete trash they're like nope we're gonna throw it away and i'm like I- i'll take it i'll take it you know we've got a board with three pots and maybe two of them work <laughs> it's okay yeah man <laughs> we can make we can make uh uh trash well, into well, treasure that...
5: well, it's it's the it's the same here man i've 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 i got it a bit from my parents um Uh, I'm a bit of a hoarder. I'm not as bad as they were. But um, yeah, it was like when I had to do the the hard wiring, you know, my router is probably 20 feet away. But sure enough, I had this massive spool of of cable. So I just went and I was like, I knew that would come in handy one day. And I've had it laying around here for like five, six, seven years. It was one of the old jobs when they rewired everything and went to Wi-Fi. They're like, oh, do you want some? Do you want some Ethernet cable? And I'm like, yeah, sweet. And Because sh- sure enough, I went and looked for some here, and I thought, oh, I wonder how much that is. And it's like a two-meter section, which is about six feet. That's like 40 bones. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, sweet. I'm so <laughs> glad I saved that because it would be like probably 150 bucks for this crap if I would have had to go and bought it, you know?
3: Right, absolutely. I was lucky enough to get a big bag of cables given to me a few weeks ago um, about half of which are, are well I maybe think they're not, in use right now Yeah, I think we're using some <laughs> of them right now so I so I uh the, this guy that plays that I or that plays drums in the in the church band thing that I do he he is uh now he just makes all of his own cables now so he I guess felt like he didn't have any use for or these mortal nice. uh, store-bought cables. Right, these, and these crappers. Handed me a bag, and, man, I was very happy to yeah, have, absolutely, to have man. it. Yeah, absolutely. Man.
5: <laughs> we'll take them. Mm-hmm.
2: Hell yeah, we'll take was, them.
5: What, when, he, when he handed it? When he handed it over to you, Dave, did he go, here, peasant? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it was something like that.
5: Yeah, uh, it was
3: something like, um, yeah. Here, peasant, now shine my shoes for me. Right.
2: <laughs> now play guitar good. <laughs> yeah. Be <I> careful because <laughs> the Lord is listening. Oh, man.
3: Jesus pays, right. though. I've told you that. Jesus pays. That's Jesus right. Pays. <laughs> so, JT. Well, um, or, sorry, uh, go ahead.
2: Be-
5: before, I, before I forget it, go, go ahead. Sorry, Dave. Oh, that NDE thing. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The inevitable question that, you know, people ask about people who have had NDEs, you know, they'll say, do you live your life differently? Are you afraid of death? I'll tell you, uh, me personally, I'm not afraid to die. And I've done some crazy crap, like I say, where I should have died. Yeah, I too. don't want to die. Like, I definitely want to be here for the long haul. But I'm not, necess- I'm not one of those people who goes to bed every night and goes, oh, my God, if I don't wake up in the morning, you know, it's like that. I don't really have that fear of my own mortality, maybe in a few more years, you know, because I, I, I'm definitely getting to that. Like me and Scotty were joking and I was saying how I some people have an hourglass figure and I have a I have a clock figure, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not necessarily afraid of dying. You know, I'm not yeah. either,
3: man. And I attribute that to um, experiences with psychedelics when I was younger. It totally reframed my view of the world. So even now, many many years later.
0: So sorry, Dave. You
3: were gonna ask a question.
0: Oh, me. dude, I, I lost. You. I lost yeah. it.
3: I lost it by now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, bro. No, it's okay. It's it's the dang what? delay, you know. Yeah. Dang delay when you're when you're all the way on the other side of the world.
2: Right. When you're in the future, I mean, right? I, <laughs>
5: <laughs> I I I do have one for you though, Dave. I've got a bit of a breaking breaking news. You might have already heard this. All right, but um,
0: I'm just looking future. at my
5: phone because I, I saved. I took a photo of this tweet last night because I saw it and it was one of those. Oh my goodness! Like I had no idea. I hadn't heard about that. So uh, sorry. I'm just trying to find it real quick. But it's got to do with. Uh, everything that you know we 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 talk about all of the uh kind of ufos and paranormal and unexplained mm-hmm. and i found here we go all right so brandon brandon fugel now dave that's the guy who's the owner of the skinwalker ranch now
3: oh okay all right
5: and he tweeted this and i found this really fascinating yeah he, this is this is his comment on it and then he's retweeted so i'll read his comment and his comment says this will prove to be groundbreaking Reality is not what it seems, dot, dot, dot. And then what he's retweeted is something from a Christopher K. Mellon. And this guy said, the world's foremost authority on UAPs, Jacques Vallée, and you know how I feel about Jacques Vallée. To me, he's like in Mount Rushmore of yep. ufology. Yep, right. Is publishing a new book with the provocative title, The Best Kept Secret. I would not be surprised if it takes the UAP discussion to a new level. So, yeah, it's a bit of a teaser, but it's also like, what does Jacques Vallée know that is going to come out, man? Yeah, that's exciting, man. Like,
3: you know, when we when I was on your show, um, we did predictions, and I, I didn't really have any specific predictions, but mine was just, I think there's going to be more disclosure, and I think that most people aren't even going to pay attention to it, just like they didn't pay pay attention to it, you know, before.
2: Right. Well, there's more crap going on, and, and I hate to say it, but well, to give you care a th- more what the Kardashians are going to do next, or, you know, we, we're still in the pandemic, so what's going on here? And yeah. I, even now, I'm still seeing tons of fucking Trump stuff come out, you know? Donald Trump took a poop today, and it wasn't solid gold. News at 11.
3: Mm. Yeah, it, but you know what? The, <laughs> the world has been um, oh. a... Uh, um, <laughs> A quieter place, without being, God, Yes, it Without has. being forced to watch the media, uh, you know, react to every single tweet that he that right. he put it that he would put out. It's I'm I'm really enjoying that I, not being a distraction. Right I really
2: now. enjoyed the other day. I was in like a store somewhere and they had a TV on and it was a, a presidential press conference and I thought that was awkward. Yeah. And I looked up and I I watched it. And it was uh, uh, the the new gal that yeah. he has. I don't remember her name or off the top of my head, but it's kind of somebody a- asked, like, "Well, doesn't this affect the Republican agenda?" And she turned and goes, "Doesn't opening schools up and getting people healthy, yeah. isn't that shouldn't that be the Republican <laughs> agenda?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, it's a different White House now, yeah, altogether.
3: Thank you, Jesus. I've been hearing good things about her. I haven't watched. I haven't." just haven't have an opportunity to actually watch a press conference right. yet, but the little clips i've I've seen of her she looks very, very um competent, right very, very smart, so I just wanted to be like like Medea, like,
2: oh Jesus, <laughs> yeah,
3: it's you so know? weird, it's so weird to see uh we don't know how to react to just things that used to be normal.
2: It, it's weird right you're right mm-hmm. it's like we, we just haven't woke up been from a dream. normal in so long mm-hmm. and i'm sure over there you get like very little
5: of our news too we do we trust me we do man we we i, I honestly like it's my even though i've been gone a long time it's my country but i honestly I, I don't even hardly watch the news here cuz i basically get tired of them just it's it's not that they cover us news it's that our media here and again guys you know i try not to go too far down the political path and and dave and scott uh, i love you guys to death and i know you guys are very much like me you're pretty centralist but our media here man is so left leaning it it's not even funny like when we get news clips in that here from the u s mm-hmm. it's always what is c n n saying and and look, when I was growing up, like in the nineties when Scotty and I were in school c n n was looked at as as pretty quote un you know quote unquote fair and balanced mm-hmm. right, and again, I know they've all got their agendas. It's just to me, I don't want to sound like I'm some elitist, but it's just I know that it's basically so spun and and this is from all of them you know it's like yeah don't get me it's rt's got their spin al jazeera's yeah. got their spin right. cnn's got theirs and i had a couple guys here like actually say to me well how do you know what's real what's the most truth truthful i told them they're all crap so this is what i do let's say for example there was like uh some attack in syria this was when the the syrian stuff was really at at height so what I tell him is I, I, I'll watch it on RT because we've got RT here on cable and I'll see what RT's saying. I'll watch it on CNN and Fox and see what kind of like the U.S. centric spin is. And then I'll watch it on the BBC and maybe, you know, depending, maybe Al Jazeera. And the truth is somewhere there in the middle. It's It's in and amongst all of these. But if you're only seeing it from one side, I mean, OK, guys, here. I'll I'll give you this. Now, again, this is not an attack on either side because I sit pretty central. I posted one of those, like, Bernie things. You know, I've been (laughs) posting a few of them just to have a bit of fun on Facebook, you know? Right. And I posted one yesterday. And sure enough, somebody in my Facebook feed, and I've got a lot of kind of stragglers in my Facebook feed because back when I used to do Facebook games. But sure enough, this guy just comes on and goes, oh, I'm so tired of seeing Bernie Sanders you know you you liberal blah 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 and i'm like dude you don't know me yeah i'm not a, i'm not like um living in san francisco driving a prius and drinking a, you know drinking like a soy latte right. it's like i'm the furthest thing from that but you've just seen me post this and assume that i'm like you know down there at the inauguration and in Washington. It, it, it it's just everybody's so polarized yeah. this is why you see me have very little interaction on facebook and scott's known me for years and scotty this is why probably like three four five years ago you just kind of saw my interactions drop because i'm not there for the drama i just want it the stuff i post on facebook is like you it's just to have fun man yeah. it's yeah life's too short for yeah, this right. like super serious crap don't take anything i post on and facebook i always love series, it when people like... and i love it you know when the people are like you've got to take it serious it's politics it's like it's a game like it just calm down. But, yeah. yes, our country is important, but if if you think what's going on in the political arena is like one hundred percent factual truth, right. I've got a bridge in Brooklyn that's for sale, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Subscribers get bonus content and early access to episodes. Become a subscriber at patreon.com slash the old seventy seven podcast.
4: memories, pregnancy, kids growing up, family, senior year of high school, getting engaged. You want to keep those moments forever, but the problem with most photographers is they decide which moments you keep. They'll sell you a single picture or a big all-inclusive package that might include photos you don't want at a cost that's outside of your budget. That's why I don't. You decide. A single photo, a single hour, you choose. You get all of your edited photos, everything, at Andrew Marie Photography. You get quality photos at prices you can afford. After all, they're your memories. Find us on Facebook, Andrew Marie Photography and Custom Design.
1: You've reached the old 77 listener line. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
5: Gentlemen, it's JT from New Zealand. I just wanted to tell you guys I've been listening to the latest shows. Great content, guys. Keep it up. Keep going. Thanks for all the shout-out and support that you give the Paranormal Sun and the Fortunate Sun. I really do appreciate it. Can't wait to be back on the show, guys, and you're welcome on the Paranormal Sun anytime. Take care. Have a great night.
1: It's a safe place in an unsafe world.
3: talking earlier about the media and uh, and how they always have their slant the worst part of that to me is that it seems more and more now you're seeing less and less centrist type news and it seems like because it seems like everybody's kind of picking a camp and sticking it there you're seeing these far right channels or then you're seeing channels like cnn that are clearly much more liberally biased than they were when we were growing up watching them as kids it's not even close so it seems like everybody's kind of staking their uh, their tent, you know, mm-hmm. to one side or the other, which is which is causing our, us in the U.S. the citizens to, you know, kind of turn against each other. Sometimes it's it's scary to see, man. It really is. We gotta we gotta be able to to talk to each other.
5: Well, um, Dave, ironically, uh, it, look, I I don't want to sound like I'm like. Uh, Megamind or something like that, but <laughs> throughout the years that I've been here, I've I've honestly, I I I've 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 had these kind of feelings about the U.S. and and I've been very worried for the country, the kind of divisions. And this was like before Trump. I mean, I've been worried about it for a long time, yeah. even before Obama. I've been worried about the kind of divisions. And in my mind, uh, you know, God forbid, there's another civil war. But the other day, so um, I don't know if you know what Quora is but i joined, i joined quora like ages ago like 15 20 years ago and it's basically supposed to be a venue where you can ask experts questions yeah. and you can answer questions on different topics yeah i know it. and in my news feed sure enough like as a serious discussion this came up and they're saying wouldn't this be better if the us just divided into five or six you know kind of small nations along regional lines because of all of the division and strife and that going on in the US. And I'm just like, and this is some academics saying it. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, have you seen any country like break up and there be a real positive outcome? You look at what happened in the Balkans. You look right. what's happened in places like Iraq hasn't broken up, but they want to. You look at what happened in the former USSR. A lot of people don't realize that there were like armed conflicts going on for years between countries like Georgia and uh uzbekistan and and all these countries now you bring that to the u.s with so many people armed and as you're saying such a such a charged atmosphere where it's like you're either on my side or you're against me there's you can't be in the middle i mean i hear people all the time say to me you have to choose a side it's like no i don't you know this isn't this isn't dodgeball when we were kids it's like this is life. Like this is serious shit. I don't have to choose a camp. Don't yeah. tell me that. You know, it's like, are you crazy? This isn't Axis versus allies. Yeah, I agree with that
3: as far as um
5: Nice callback. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's never pretty it's never like you said, JT, it's usually yeah, never yeah. pretty when a when a, a large entity Decides to break up into a smaller entity, like you said. Right? The, the no. history of that is, yeah. Not, I mean, is at the end of history. it,
2: everyone's always like, you know, oh, I mean, look what's happening right now with Brexit. I just read a story the other day where they're having uh, like produce shortages in London because no one is able to the, the the taxes and the treaties and the borders and stuff. It's just almost impossible, and no one wants to deliver produce now.
3: Yeah.
5: Crazy, right? What do you do? Well, um, well, yeah. And, and the sad thing is, I mean, again, I can talk about, I can talk about conspiracy theories with the best of them, and a lot of them have been proven true over the years. But I have no doubt in my mind that this is exactly what our, you know, the, the enemies of the United States want, both internally and externally. And make no mistake about it, there are plenty of enemies of, the republic in the U.S. now oh, yeah. that oh, yeah. are Absolutely. basically traitors, and that—that's my personal feeling. But man, I've seen it borne out time and time again.
3: Yeah, I could see this thing coming for a long time, man. It, it, like you said, even before uh, you know, before Trump, even before Obama, you could see. I mean, this—this this was not, you know, like what happened on um, January 6th was was not just some random event. No, 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 no. No,
2: but what worries me is now that Trump's gone, all that shit's still going to be there.
3: Yeah, me too. I I don't know how we're going to deal with that. Is it going
2: to get ramped up a notch? Is it going to morph into something else? Will it become fucking Red Dawn? Or, you know, what the hell are we doing here?
3: Well, the QAnon people are... Apparently, those there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of tension going on in the QAnon groups now because right. about you know a large percentage of them realize that they were duped. Yeah, they feel like they've been deceived. <clears throat> yeah, but some of them are still bless their hearts, are still going along with it. This, you know, right. make you know, trying to Come rationalize this th- this whole thing in their head, man. And um,
2: the hard part to, for me to, to understand all of that shit is that these are rational, civil people. Like when the QAnon thing first showed up, there was some pizza parlor in Brooklyn, and then some dude from Indiana drove. No, that was in D.C. Oh yeah, yeah, that
3: was in D.C. Comet Pizza.
2: Comet, yes, you even damn, you even remember the name, dude, Dave. I
3: got into I got into the PizzaGate thing because
2: PizzaGate.
3: I was in, I was into, you know, I was pretty ball. That was like the period of my life, JT, when I was most balls deep into conspiracies, and so you know, I got into some shit that, um. So
2: the thing was is that there was this uh Comet Pizza or whatever in in Washington mm-hmm. and they were basically them and Hillary yeah. Clinton, wasn't it? Yeah, Hillary Clinton was Yeah, they was were, running they were a, it was a pedophile ring that the Clintons were running through this pizza place in the basement. And some dude from Indiana like drove over there in like secret tunnels. The, right, yeah. shot the place up was going to free the kids. Yep.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy even to think like that that many like we're talking millions of people right. that really thought that on inauguration day trump was going to declare martial law the military was going to intervene yep. they were going to do all these mili- all these trials and you know they were
2: going to declare trump the winner of the election he was going to go on to save us from the dangerous pedophiles yeah
3: it goes deep man right and there's a whole arm of that that, that what? goes off into the ufo and the paranormal community like i Those forces that you were talking about, JT, that want this to happen, I wholeheartedly agreed that some of those forces were and are at work in the UFO slash New Age community, because I've seen a lot of the people in that community get sucked into that stuff these past,
5: you know, several, five, six years or so. So, Dave, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it to you on air or if I've talked to you about it before, but this is... (sighs) I, I'm, I'm not saying that every conspiracy theory or every story that we hear ever is true, but I always laugh when people say what to me are pretty stupid comments like, oh, well, none of this has ever been proven true and no one's ever proven about the CIA or... Okay, here's an interesting one for you and I will be doing an episode at it about it sometime when I can dig through the hundreds of backlog subjects I've got. But there was a dude in the 80s in New Mexico, I want to say, off the top of my head. Now, this guy said that he was intercepting radio communications uh, from the U.S. military, and it basically had to do with aliens, with there being other entities. And his name, I believe, was Paul Benowitz. Now, basically what the CIA did, or the Air Force— they had this dude named Richard Doty, and they basically yeah. turned him loose with Benowitz to convince Benowitz that it was true, that, so yeah. that Benowitz would not be looking at things like the stealth and the real Black Project stuff they had going on. Didn't they call? That and it's Black been Book proven or- as factual, mm-hmm. and yet mm-hmm. there's still these people who say it didn't happen. Yeah,
3: yeah. And wasn't Richard Doty was was featured pr- Pretty prominently in one of the more recent documentaries, wasn't he, JT? I can't remember the name of 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 the of that one, but I I know his name because I yeah I've read about him and I've right. seen, seen him in that documentary. Yeah, his yeah. and you know it, the funny thing about it is to this day
5: I still don't trust the dude. Maybe <laughs> maybe he's lying about you know. He it's been proven time and time again. Look, he is the classic like when you think about the cloak and dagger disinformation game. This guy is like the you look in the dictionary and there's a picture of him. Yeah. he's changed his story multiple times he's told multiple different people multiple different angles. Yeah. This guy is definitely it as far as I'm concerned he's still taking orders from someone in the government, whether it's the public you know government that is actually that we picture as being in charge, or if it's the people behind the scene, right. the the powers behind the throne, he's definitely still doing as he's been told. And this, see, these are the things like when you bring things up like this, you get people out there saying, oh, well, this is just a theory. And it's like, dude, it's proven. Like there's all kinds of stuff on it. He drove Benowitz crazy to where he, I believe he either had a mental breakdown or killed himself. I thought he committed you know, this suicide. This is not like you say, um, uh, yeah, this, this isn't like pedophile um, colony right. on Mars or something. This right. is something that's case. been proven and, and yeah, not every single detail has been, you know, shown to be factual, but I mean, there's definitely enough there that if you took him to court uh, I think that you would win the case. You know, it's, it's definitely beyond um, uh, probability that this is, this has happened. And it's just like back in the sixties, the cia was involved in uh, uh operation northwoods which was basically about uh false flag operations in the u.s and blaming it on terrorist organizations and then like you say you know you got mockingbird and all these other things well, well, they've proven they tried to assassinate castro they've proven that the bay of pigs was all a setup and yet people still say or government wouldn't lie to us it's like are you kidding me, man? Like
2: seriously? Well, what was the government uh, project in the '50s, '60s, '70s where they sprayed a chemical over major cities? One of them was St. Louis. I remember that. Yeah. And they did that to judge. The yeah, there was there was that, what was that what one, and then to the population.
5: I mean, so the government literally used people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- Well, there there was that, and then um, I, I I might be thinking of the same one, Scotty. But it was like they spread an influenza strain, yes. something like that, to see how fast it would spread that and who would get it. it. Yeah, and um, and again, it's one of those convenient things that it's like, yeah, we'll we'll release it thirty or forty years after yes. when everybody's dead or retired. You know, it's
2: and and, and can no longer sue look, us for. Look
5: it. at the Tuskegee Airmen. You know, you you've got to go no further than that.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah, the government has a long history of um, you know, testing its testing its products out on its own citizens. They
2: don't have a they don't seem to have a problem with it as long as it's not them, you know. Yeah, and you know, um you've got the entire population that's labeled D class and then you've got the government, you know, labeled <laughs> Yeah. Yes. L- labeled yes. O5. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, uh, you guys, so, heard, you guys heard about this guy in Russia that uh, that Putin supposedly poisoned? He's like one of his biggest uh, detractors. Yes, he's the
2: latest one that he's, the he's latest survived one. so yeah, far, right? He's the latest one, yeah, yeah, that got poisoned. Um, that takes me back though to when I was a kid because I remember one of the first real like espionage stories to hit, like you know, NBC News at night. I would hear. Tom Brokaw telling me that some Russian agent or British agent got poked in the shoulder or the back or the elbow with the tip of an umbrella that had a ricin pellet in it, and that's when I learned about ricin. Yep. Yeah. And they said that the the, yeah. the whatever it was would only it would kill them in like days, and there was no cure for it. So, tough titty. See you later.
3: Absolutely, it's amazing to me that the that the guy. That, and that I was and slow about. and painful. Yes. Yeah, that's amazing to me that the guy that we're talking about somehow didn't get killed because Right. But that what what I was getting at with that is, you know, we were talking about the government pr- testing out its products on his own citizens. Well, you know, they were able to track down, I guess, the uh the building or group of buildings in Moscow or wherever it is where they develop those types of things. Right. And, and the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, how many poor bastards have, right. they, have they tested these things out on? How
2: many people have, you know, bled out of their ass? Right? Because yeah. that, that, yeah. was, that was um, one of this dude, the guy with ricin, like, his, basically all of his orifices just collapsed. Right? Right? That's, that's a... Damn, that paints a picture. No, thank you, man. Nothing says go in peacefully with your kids well, at your look side. At the, like uh, look at the look at when they... <laughs> right? It's what
5: Nana would have wanted.
2: <laughs> well, well,
5: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just can can you imagine if that was how Homer smuggled those uranium rods out of uh, the power plant on the Simpsons, you know?
2: <laughs> That's funny because I was thinking of Lois off of uh, Family Guy smuggling a bunch of Mexicans out of Mexico City, and they're laying in bed, and she's like, "Boy, it was a great idea, Peter, to put those fifty Mexicans in my belly or in my vagina or something like that." And you just see like her her gut. You hear like Tijano yeah. music and gunshots. Rata, <laughs> <laughs> Pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-
5: And and, and and I'll tell you, man, like um, I always laugh, you know, because people will say, oh, that's a stereotype. I can tell you what, Scotty, when I lived in Southern California, man, half of the half of the Mexican guys with low riders and that that was the, they had the little uh, remember the old audio box. Oh, and yeah. instead of the horn, you'd push the different selections. <laughs> that would be their That would be their horn. You know, they'd be playing. Um, yeah, they'd, the be, they'd be playing La Cucaracha, La Cucaracha or something <laughs> on it, you know, rocking down the road. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh man.
2: Yeah, you'd be bouncing. <laughs> 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 <Like I can't. laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there was this place. Yeah, like mine. a like a three. I had this buddy. Go that ahead. He lived He lived in Chicago, and uh, he lived on Brooklyn. I think it was Brooklyn Avenue. It, it was. It was. It was pretty pretty rough area but it was it we had great time we used to go up there and hang out and he, he would take us to this place called the el taco burrito king and i'm not kidding you man they had this great big flat grill and it was like 12 mexican dudes and hairnets just grilling like the best food you've ever smelt in your life and they would line people out the door they had multiple locations i mean it was the best And, uh, so we always, he and my buddy knew a guy that worked there and he would always ask him, what's the worst thing that you ever have dealt with? And he would say drunk college white girls that would come in and try to order in Spanish.
3: (laughs) He's like, it's fucking terrible, man. (laughs) It's the worst. (laughs) Do you, do you guys ever, uh, try to, you know, speak in Spanish when you go to the Mexican restaurant? God,
2: no, I don't either. No, no, I don't even try. That's for me, it would be an insult. JT's raising his hand. He told me a story the other day that was fucking great, though. Yeah, let's hear it. Is it is it appropriate? I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it up to JT. <laughs> he he had some Spanish in it. I'll put it there. Look, look.
5: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Look, look, Dave. We uh, we were on for four hours, and poor Scotty probably had to listen to my stories <laughs> for about three hours and forty five minutes of it. So. um but but I think I remember the one uh was it w- which one was it was it at the stoplight Scotty or was it the car park one
2: Ooh I forgot about the car park but I was thinking of the stoplight
5: Okay So um so Dave um I've always had a bit of a temper man and uh a lot of it's my my the quarter of uh, my Irish side you know yep. I uh I I don't like I'm one of those people like depending on the way you talk to me, you'll get two completely different outcomes. If you come to me and you say, Hey, look, man, I really need your help. I will move heaven and earth to help you. If you come to me and you say, you need to do this. Nobody tells me what to do. Like literally (laughs) maybe my missus. And that's about it. Like you don't, that's not how you talk to me. So I've definitely got that dead switch in the brain that will just go. Yeah. What did Mm -hmm. you say? Um, I'm mellowed as I've aged because again, some of the shit I've been through, but this one, um, I was, I was driving to work and it's like, uh, a, a, a divided, uh, street with two lanes on each side, but there's like no, so it's, it's like your main road, but there's no like, uh, barrier or anything down the middle. And I was driving in the, I was on the left and no, I wasn't. Cause I'm not, I wasn't in New Zealand. I was in the US. So I was driving on the right and, uh, but I was in the left lane because I needed to turn at the stoplights. And there's this Mexican dude um, and he's like really non-committal and then he just cuts in me in, in front of me at the last minute. So I get in the other lane and I roll up to to him and I've got my window rolled down and I just turn around and I I, I look over at him and I go, hey jackass, what the fuck are you doing, you know? And he's like, hey, fuck you, Holmes, blah, blah, blah. You know, he starts getting all upset. And he's got his mom in the car, right? And his (laughs) mom's probably 50 or whatever. And I'm probably 21, 22. And he's like, he's like, oh, fuck you up, Holmes. I'm like, come on, let's go. He's like, I'm like, get out of the car, bitch. Come on. So we're out there in the the crosswalk at the stoplight. The light's red and we're fist fighting, right? And we're like, um, so I pop him. And he gives me one and I'm, you know, I'm socking him and uh, the light goes, the, the light goes green and his mom's going, Hector, get back in the car. <laughs> so he hops in the car and he takes off and I go back to work. So I get to work, right? And I, I, I walk back and I'm like five minutes late and I had a real dictator of a boss and he's, you know, yelling at me. Oh, where the fuck have you been? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you just take as long as you want for lunch. And uh, I said to him, oh yeah, sorry. You know, I had a bit of a dust up and. And he goes, yeah, right, whatever, And because he he saw this. You know, like when somebody's not landed a hard blow but maybe a glancing blow and you've got like a bit of a shiner. So I had a bit of a shiner on the cheek. And sure enough, we're talking about it, and one of the guys from the front of the store like worked in the produce, he comes steaming back there and he goes – Tingley, what were you doing i saw you out there having a fucking fistfight in the middle of the intersection and my boss like literally just throws up his hands and he goes i should have fucking known and he just goes <laughs> off into the meat room and because yeah. he just he thought i was just making up an excuse for being back late from lunch man but no he was having a fistfight in the fucking intersection
3: oh man <laughs> Oh man, that's a good one.
5: Car car sitting there running with the keys in it, you know? It's just sitting in park. Yeah. It's like anybody could have come along and stole it. If his mom had any brain, she would have got out of their crap mobile and stolen my car.
2: Come on, Hector. Let's go. That was the best part
0: of the story. Get in the car, Hector.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. His mama called him back from the fight so they could go. <laughs>
3: And, you know, I could, I could hear the Midwestern. Uh, I could hear Sorry, the Midwestern guys. I gotta go. To my mom's there. calling me. <laughs> right. right. It's
2: bad uh, time. If you want to come over later? We'll, we'll play some G.I. Joe or something, right?
3: <laughs> We're best friends now. We fought. <laughs> we'll meet you here tomorrow, man. That was right. that was always how my fights ended. Same place? Same place? All right. <laughs> you don't come back tomorrow, you're a pussy. <laughs> Did you get into a lot of fights, JT? In your younger,
5: crazier years? Uh, you... when I was in school, not so much because I was pretty introverted and I mean, I had a. to be honest, like if, if there was a time in my life that I would have been like psycho killer, it would have been when I was in high school, I would have been one of those dudes where if somebody would have pushed me just too far, um, because I wouldn't have known how to react. Um, uh, I, would I'm not. I'm not trying to scare the hell out of you, Dave. But I'm just saying, like, if ever in my life there was a time that you know it would have been snap time, it would have been probably when I was like fourteen, fifteen. No, no, no. And then once I got a little older and I just became a started drinking and that, and I just learned I just didn't give a crap. I was just trying to get through school. But now, yeah, especially when I was probably I in my twenties
2: and became friends with, mind you, that guy right there that he just described. That was the dude that I originally met. Was like, oh. Hey, what up, John? What's going on, man? That was the guy that could have snapped and ended my life at any time. Thank God you're still alive, man.
5: Woo! (laughs) Uh Nah, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty was never on the list. I always used to joke that I had a list but Scotty was never on the list he was safe. Well, Scott- say that
2: but I know there was kids there that had lists. I was
4: going to say I don't I haven't said anything JT but hi I'm on it's Andrea. <laughs> Andrea's
2: here as and well. And there was
4: a kid that was a year ahead of me so I was several years behind you and Scott but there was a kid that was ahead of me and so he would have graduated in 99 and he had a physical list. Yeah. Yeah. Physical list.
2: Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's about right.
3: And oh. the
4: sad thing is, is I had a crush on him. I don't know what's more scary.
3: The 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 old, the Ted Bundy syndrome, huh? Like, oh, I know he's a brutal murderer, but he's so good lucky. But, he, but that ass,
2: mm, that's, a, that's, that's a serial killer's ass. He's going to come here and murder Scott me. Scott
4: knows the guy, and he's oh, just not like, yeah. he wasn't like that. He was just the, he was the kid that. Well, where we were from, if you were different and had a brain well, and could think exactly. outside of being a jock, JT then knows you were yeah. you were the target. So he, <laughs> he just didn't fit the cliche mold of what it was like to grow up where we right. were at.
2: You know, it's funny. None of us did. I didn't. You know? I mean, we're, we're not back there playing softball well, you, on Labor you... Day and all that shit. I don't care to do that.
4: Go home for homecoming in July. <sighs>
2: Fuck
3: that. Did you guys do homecoming?
4: But that's what they called the carnival. <laughs> <laughs> that's what—that's
3: right, <laughs> what they called that. the
4: carnival. That would come to town for the three days. It, it was, was called homecoming, and everybody was, would yeah. come back
2: home. It was during the summer, basically an excuse to throw up a tent, sell some beer, and play baseball or softball or whatever you know. And then, and then to let all us weird people have our our play or our band or whatever play and then they'd bring a carnival in to distract us from the weird people and then you know you'd have a lady who would like sell
5: crocheted shit oh uh, oh, uh, scotty i always thought it was an excuse for the out-of-town cousins to come back and hook up with the in-town cousins <laughs> i thought that was how it worked
2: you know i think that's that's <laughs> more accurate ding, 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 yeah <laughs> you go into the beer
4: tent it's gonna be lit
2: <laughs>
5: well um yeah uh i i um there were a few people in school when me and scotty were in school that i would have been honestly like i look back at it now and i would definitely say that they would be the list the list types that would actually have that list i had a list but the list was in my head and it was just people that i didn't like like i didn't want to see like after school and i'd be happy if i never saw him again yeah. but you know it was never anything like i never had those kind of um those like freaking shoot up fantasies it just i was raised first off i was raised to be so respectful of firearms when i had toy guns as a kid if i even pointed them at the house or like one of the animals my mom would beat my ass with the toy gun and then snap it in half like <laughs> We didn't, we, homie didn't play that in our house. Okay. <laughs> I don't like so, that. Um, yeah. I, don't like I never had any inclinations to, yeah.
4: Such
5: yeah a 90s we, we We didn't get away with that crap when I was growing up, man. Right.
4: It makes me think of Scott's yep. friend. Yep. His... Homie, don't play that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> One of my buddies, uh, my best friend growing up, uh, and he lived in Mulberry Grove, <laughs> which is just down along Interstate uh, 70. But he lived with his grandma, and one year she got him. Do you remember stompers, those little trucks that that you could put a battery in them, and they would yes. mu- and you got to make these great big like tracks and shit with them? Oh, they were awesome one year. Well, his grandma bought him this really kick ass track, but he could never play with it because she kept like a foot long section <laughs> of it in her purse for when he was misbehaving, and they were out oh. in this out in the store. He's like, I love that stomper track. That thing was the shit, but man, it hurt my ass. And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Granny'd always keep that track in her purse, and when I was acting the fool, she'd whip my
3: ass the whole way back to the car with it." My mom had a spoon, a wooden spoon. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, when I saw what, the wooden
2: spoon, wood, I, I wooden knew.
5: spoon. Um. My mom got really good with her Ma- flip flop. Mom, mom did the wooden spoon she could she could
2: i don't know how it was my mom could throw a shoe hit you in the head you'd turn around and she'd have the shoe in her hand again like it was the damnedest thing it was like she could fucking boomerang a shoe whack you in the head and catch it and by the time you were there she was reloaded ready to go back for more
4: Big Mama, Bad
5: Mama. Jim. My, mom, uh, my mom. It was very much the wooden wooden spoon. Dave yep. had the wooden spoon. The worst one with my mom was picking the willow switch. Oh yeah. So because I was such a dumbass, my mom would give me the knife and she'd say, "Go and cut your willow switch," and I'd go and cut the little like the little thin ones like a whip because I thought, "Oh, that's not going to hurt that bad." No. Whereas if I would have been smart and like cut a branch, a branch, yeah. branch would have broke. So. Um, you know mom but mom was fair like when i got it from my mom i deserved it i'll never forget one time in the supermarket i was like i'm gonna play up because mom will never do anything in public and i'll be damned i was like (laughs) five or six and she just spanked me right there in public and that was it i never played up in public again but my old man my real dad he beat me it was electrical cords it was the wire end of the fly swatter it was the metal car antennas, like the whip ones, like not yeah. the the kind of pull up three right. piece ones. The one that's like a metal whip. He beat me and he beat me for just about anything. And then he wondered, like, why I didn't want to come and take care of him in his old dotage. You know, it's like, gee, I wonder that was only like that was only like three on the scale of the 10 shit that you did to me. You know, so, um, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit of a laugh. I always crack up you know when he was just so so shocked that i didn't want to move back there and take care of him
0: <laughs> yeah
3: man you can't get away with with beating your kids up in the grocery store anymore no like, not anymore man
2: you can't did. i mean oh. kids kids get away with so much now in the states man like my buddy and his grandma she <laughs> she would have been in prison. oh it's look straight up physical child it's, abuse. it's the same here hands.
5: man they um it's like 12 years ago here, we had, because of the way that our government is, like you've got the main parties and then you've got these little parties and one of the little parties is the Greens. So you would have like, uh, I don't want to say for sure, but I would say people like, uh, well, definitely like Greta, but like some of AOC's running mates, they would be in the Green Party here. And they've got some pretty far out platforms, okay? Well, anyway, one of the people that founded it what they do is every year in Parliament here they'll pull what they call members' bills and they'll say, "Oh, this is a member's idea and they want to vote on it." And so they basically ram through the anti-smacking bill here. So if you even like, even in public, like let's say your kid is going to grab a knife on a shelf and you do that, that's uh, that's a criminal offense in New Zealand. Yeah, man. And I mean, since that happened, like our crime rate, our our juvenile crime rate has gone through the roof. We've got twelve and thirteen year old kids now that play games by stealing cars and driving them the wrong way down the freeway (laughs) and just stealing and uh, because there's, they, they have no fear of punishment. Right. Like they, they don't even go to juvie anymore, man. They basically, it's like, Oh, well, what did your parents do that caused you to be this way? Like, that's how our criminal system looks at it. It must be the parents. It's like, no it's okay. that the parents can't I, I know there's other ways to discipline kids but you you're telling me that me getting wrapped on the knuckles if i'm gonna touch the hot stove is gonna like mentally scar me for life then someone like me should have been in the nut house as soon as i got out of school man
2: they'd hate me down there because i'd look them right in the eye and be like take me to jail yeah and then i proceed to beat my kid half to death well, well- he stole a car
5: and was driving it up and down well, there, the there were...
2: Road. Mm-hmm. Little bastard. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Well there there were jokes early on here that what they were going to do was like charter vessels and take people out like beyond the 12 mile national waters out into international waters and let them smack their kids and then bring them back in. And I I just thought it was so awesome because I thought of that Simpsons episode where they're flying in the Spirit of St. Louis to um to cuba and as soon as he goes we're over international waters then homer's like we can gamble and he's got (laughs) dice i'm like you just got dice in your pocket
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's one way to do it i suppose i figured it would either be that or he would just reach over and start choking the boy uh yeah we're in international waters (laughs) why you little
0: (laughs)
3: I haven't watched that show in years.
5: That man. that that was one of the best episodes ever, man. I loved I love that episode. We
2: can gamble. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, that that was the one where he like uh he turns up with that trillion dollar bill and he shows it to Castro and then he's like uh Castro goes, "Oh, let me let me see it." And he goes, "You see with your eyes, not your hands." And Homer <laughs> goes, "Mr. Burns, I think we can trust the president of Cuba." And the next thing you know, they're like standing out on the street destitute with no
0: shoes.
5: (laughs) So speaking of the Simpsons. They stop at the light and there's like two guys boxing in the ring with a cigar. (laughs) Of course. Is that the same one where they're talking about the. uh,
2: the, Go ahead. Sorry. Speaking of the Simpsons. They just uh, recently had uh, a prediction where the Simpsons had the first woman being sworn into office wearing the the uh, purple suit with pearls and all that
3: oh no and they're saying that it, it identically matches now with Kamala Harris that is... so the
2: simpsons predicted it
3: have you fact checked that one because i know sometimes they've put ones out that weren't really actual episodes have i fact checked that simpsons episode no i mean have you fact checked the
2: claim about the what? no episode? i haven't but the i remember seeing the episode actually where lisa got sworn in as like president Think, it's an early on yeah, episode. I, was say, I yeah. think I remember. That one she's too. wearing like a purple suit with like you know like she would like with pearls and mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and her hair is all done up. But yeah, they're saying the Simpsons accurately predicted her uh, inauguration wardrobe.
5: Yeah, uh, the Simpsons man. Yeah, because Lisa's a fifty-plus-year-old half Jamaican, half Indian. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> you got to stretch it however you can, brother. I see what you did there, JT. <laughs> Well, it's 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 like that COVID thing, you know, and and I saw that when they're like the Simpsons predicted COVID because they had that Osaka flu, remember? Oh yeah, and it was like um, <laughs> they they had the juicers in Japan or whatever, and yeah, and again I, I saw it, and the and what happened was like you're saying, Dave, they took that episode, and then they're like people are going and they're like putting stickers out to try and make it look like. That's what was on the Simpsons episode. But it's like, hey, look, Jackass, you can't pull that over on us Gen Xers. I watched all those episodes. We were there. And I know that's BS. That doesn't work with us. You might get it past the millennials, but not past (laughs) us, man. (laughs) Yeah,
3: because I've seen I've seen a a picture, you know, a screenshot or whatever that was proposed supposedly of the Simpsons. And it was the image. Um, with Trump and the guy from yeah. Saudi Arabia with their hands on the their hands on the, on the ball on the ball yeah. thing. You know that image, JT. That
2: that one was a bit. That one was stretched just a bit, I think. But I, yeah, yeah,
3: I, I heard that that was just a straight up fake image that it that they never really did air. You know that that was not actually from a real Simpsons episode.
2: If I remember right, it was like one of the Halloween episodes and they mm. were talking about how they were like a cabal or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what they were doing, if I remember, is they were making fun of Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull where they've got everybody all the way around and they've got, you know... Yeah. It, it, they took it out of context is what it was.
3: Yeah, but still. if it That My- still is pretty weird.
2: Maybe.
5: <laughs> I, I love that. Um, I, I loved how... I loved how they always did the cabal stuff on the Simpsons, like when they had the Republican Party and they had like Count Chocula right. and they had like the they had the guy from, you know, the, the Texan with his hat. And then they've got uh, Wolf Wolfgang, uh, you know, Rainier Wolf Castle, whatever his name is, yeah. the Arnold stand in. Yeah. And uh, and then they had the other one where they had that sugar cartel and it's all <laughs> the same people. I always right. love that. There always like meeting in some castle. It's like, yeah, because there's just castles hanging around in every oh, of state. Course.
3: I liked those early Simpsons episodes a lot, man. I watched, I watched those oh, dozens, yeah. dozens of times. Did you each guys episode. branch
2: out into any other thing that Matt Groening did? Did you Did you watch uh, Futurama nope. or anything? Futurama. Oh, oh I yeah, loved Futurama. Futurama. So what was that old lady? That's that's an awesome. Th- show. There was that old lady in in Futurama that had. Uh, she was like an old whore, basically. That she would, hey K, okay, honey, and she was always smoking. And I remember, <laughs> I remember the episode, yeah. but I can't find it. Where she would be like <laughs> talking to somebody, and then she would get a cough, and her cough was like she was being forced to give a blowjob. Ew. So she'd be like, "Hey guys, yeah. Anyway, honey, <laughs> 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 you know."
0: <laughs> God,
4: was it the elderly God just lady? Lost his headphones. Yeah, and
2: then uh, yeah, my headphones just fell off doing. It. Hattie McDougal. Okay. Yeah, really, Hattie. Yeah. Oh, She's always. But she was always, like, in a pink ninety. She's, She's always quite... wearing, like, slippers and... Yeah. <laughs> right. Always wearing
3: slippers and... Kinda, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. Let me see, Andrew. But, yeah, it, she would always be smoking, too, and she always had that really raspy voice. Like, all right, honey, okay. I remember no, a character... That, that was the old <laughs> crazy cat lady.
5: Okay. I remember
3: a character on The Simpsons that pretty much had uh,
5: the I, same I, voice. I was gonna yeah. say, yeah.
2: There was the crazy cat lady that never said anything legible... It would just be like, and there was like cats that would, that's her. Petunia. Oh my God.
3: That's nice. her. <laughs> Dude, you could go to any bar in central Missouri on any show, random night and JT find a can. woman that looks just like that.
2: Get it right there in the camera. You probably don't get to get closer than that. Yeah, you may have to. Oh, there it is. There she is. Oh, yeah. So she'd start oh, yeah. coughing and yeah, be Yeah, like, I remember uh-huh, her. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, oh, God. You know who
0: she
4: Scott. reminds me of, Scott? <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. That's what I think every time.
4: Big mama!
2: <laughs> she reminds me of something. She's uh, she's something. Mine is the horror part, because that's my mother. <laughs>
4: Shoe fit? No, I'm just <laughs> Although in
2: later I'm years, she got pretty slutty.
3: <laughs> Guys, I'll have to head out here in just a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, Dave's so you gonna guys have to keep rolling. If da- you want well, to keep I was gonna rolling. say
2: Dave's gonna have to roll. So, we'll and our 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 feed is gonna. We're gonna have to pause anyway to stop to let the computer catch up just a bit. When you when you do a bunch on our computer, it tends to take a bit.
3: Yeah, she's she's sensitive.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're putting out some very large files, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm talking that last one we did, the one with you and I. Well, I recorded you know, video on that. I got your audio perfect. My audio never came through, so I was a little pissy about it. But it was like, I think, 12 to 15 gigs big. I mean, it was enormous. It was like an entire Google Drive big. (laughs) And that was just one video.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And we're just kind of getting started in the the, video thing. The the
2: video sucks the bandwidth, all right? Well, yeah. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah, yeah, you hardwired in. You know exactly what we're talking about.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got my hardwire now, Dave. That's I'm right. All good. That's right, dude. I also saw that you did a live
2: stream this morning, and you reached a thousand people on a thousand followers on
5: Instagram. Congrats on that, yeah, dude. That's awesome. Thank, thanks, man. Um, I've got a very special post coming up, so. I've got a photo that uh, like, like I was saying, you know, it's one of those things we learn on the journey and I've been working really, I, I, I worked, started working on it months ago and I was going to use it for my 800th post. And I spent like, I'd already spent like 10 plus hours doing it. And I was like, no, no, this is going to be, I'm saving this for the thousands. So, um, right I just, on. I was actually looking at it just before you guys were ready to go on air and I'll, I'll go through and tweak that a bit more. Sweet. And, uh, I actually hit it a few weeks back and I've just been, I've had so much on, I thought, but yeah, I was thinking, I'm, I'm trying to be more involved in that Facebook group because I set it up. And a lot of it is, is like genuine friends, like you guys, people I know, Mm -hmm. but there are other people that are there to hear the show. And I thought, you know, it's a bit dickish of me to just drop audiograms in there three or four times a week and go, there you go. There's your content. So I thought (laughs) I'm going to start trying to do a few lives, just, but 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 what i want to do is start scheduling them so people actually know okay you're gonna do a live and so if these these last two that i've done are a bit more trial runs than anything to just say like yesterday when i did that random one either yesterday or the day before i forgot to that i had comments and i forgot to scroll down and then like halfway through i'm like shit i've got like 10 or 15 comments and i haven't responded to any of them because i just saw the top ones you know and i'm like okay no one else has said anything and i had all these comments i was like oh they put
3: like what the ones that they think are like the most relevant up top and then you don't see well and then
2: if you're live too they come as your video goes so while is like while in the video that's when the comment will come up so if it's after the video it'll all be afterwards Mm -hmm. yeah
5: technology making our lives easier so before I forget to, oh. before I forget to, I was supposed to give Dave a hello. So Dave, uh, Timmy said to say hi, oh, Timmy hi, from Ace of Cups. Yeah,
3: I've been, I've been nice. following, I've been watching, uh, so I follow Timmy now on my, um, on my Instagram. So I've been, I've been checking her out. She puts, she puts a lot of content up there, which is great. Well, tell return, return the message for me. Hi, Timmy. <laughs> Thanks for thinking of me. Oh, hey, you know what else we were going to talk about, JT, while while we were all together? Uh, that link I sent you. Did we talk about that already? The, we may not have the the link about the yeah. We did the lady who won the lottery um, using her husband's numbers. <laughs> that, that, that was the first thing we talked. Okay, about. I couldn't remember if we were on the air or yeah. not when we talked about yeah, that. Man,
2: we, we we recorded all that. I'm a medical
3: I'm a medical marijuana all patient, days. JT. Don't judge me, okay. <laughs>
2: No judgment, man. No judgment.
3: <laughs> okay, well, I I just wanted to make sure we covered that, Dave. I uh, shut up, Andrea. I love you, Dave. Dave uh, trust me, I could tell you some
5: stories. Oh, I know you could. <laughs> uh, all they, right, man. They they used to look when I lived in California. When when I used to live in California, Dave, they used to call me the Magic Carpet really
3: well can i can i hear some more why
5: Why? yeah (laughs) because because when i opened the door of the car like the pot smoke would like roll out like Uh, oh i get it now on the ground yeah they used to say it was like the magic carpet yeah we
3: had an entire parking lot at my high school that was basically dedicated to the pot smokers we called it the pot lot
2: (laughs) that was nice
5: (laughs) that was at the park for
2: us
3: yeah
5: yeah, we, we, we they used to all hang out there and smoke out in the park and you could see it from the upstairs window. And we used to sit there and laugh at them in the winter, you know, because right. they'd be all out there all huddled up in the circle right. smoking and everybody's shaking and they're like wearing leather jackets. You know, right. they're all shaking, trying to get their cigarettes lit and we're all inside laughing at them. <laughs> yeah,
3: man, I never understood that the cigarette smoking thing were you ever a cigarette smoker JT or are you a cigarette smoker?
5: Uh, no, I'm not now. Um, uh, I have been, uh, I'm one of those people, man. Um, I'm really fortunate. Like I've just got a willpower. Me and Scotty were talking about it the other night. Um, if you said to me, Hey JT, if you don't touch a drop of alcohol for a year, I'll, you know, I'll give you a grand or pff, done. Like yeah. I it's, it's you can sit here and drink in front of me all day. And if I don't want it, I, I won't drink it. When I, when I left California and I stopped because I probably haven't been smoking weed as long as you, Dave, but I've, you know, when I did it, man, like I hit it hard Yeah. and, but the thing is when, when I left, man, cause I look, I even, some of my flatmates had like the government like that. What I was it? What was it like P 86 weed or whatever, like back when it was like impossible to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the thing was when, when I quit it, it was like, they said, man, you're going to go through so, so many withdrawals. No withdrawals. Yeah. Uh, I've quit smoking cold Turkey twice. Uh I used to smoke uh when, when I was in school, Scotty, I used to smoke Winston's. I was a Winston man back. Back when it was like a dollar seventy nine right. for a pack of Winstons. So it was like go in, cheap. get twenty bucks worth of gas, and it was like Yeah, it's like leave leave two dollars, you know, give me eighteen dollars because I need two bucks for my pack of Winston's. Right. <laughs> and then uh then I started smoking Marlboro menthols. And when I went to California, uh, I started smoking again when I was a manager because you're counting money and you knew if you got robbed, not only would you have to deal with somebody putting a gun in your face or potentially shooting you, but you'd also lose your job afterward because uh, it's, it's a long story. But started smoking from the stress and then all of a sudden I had a, a, like I'd bum a cigarette. Then all of a sudden I had my own pack and I said, well, I just got to stop. Yeah. So like I, I do have the occasional cigar. I've still got a few around here because it was really cool when I came to New Zealand. You still had the Cuban embargo, but here it's like I can smoke Cubans' bitches, oh, I didn't and uh, I've still that. got some
3: oh. of them. I think I got one in the drawer here somewhere. That's awesome, man! I didn't even I didn't even realize that. That's we, may have, cool.
2: <clears throat> we may have to uh, work something out, man.
5: <laughs> well, there there there, there is a place here New in the Zealand. city that you can get them from, but the ones I've got, I got from duty free, so uh yes. i I, be, I haven't bought any for years because they keep what they did was the duty free they keep bringing down how much you can buy you used to be able to buy a carton of cigarettes when you came into new zealand and now you can buy like a pack so yeah. even with cigars it's the same it used to be i could buy 50 cigars if i wanted them and now it's like you can buy 50 grams of tobacco which i think is a cigar and a half yeah 50
2: grams wow man
5: Duty-free. Yeah, and, and, a and that's, uh, it's basically special occasion. Yeah, duty-free, man. Yeah. Duty-free alcohol. Um, <laughs> duty, duty, So like every once in a while for my birthday or something, I'll have a cigar, that's it.
2: Right on, man.
5: I'm the very Don't tell the insurance company smoker.
3: Yeah, yeah we've,
2: got a, we've got a pack of cigars down here, actually. We'll have to break them in sometime.
3: I'm like a once or twice a year They're cigar, not White are they?
2: Owls, are they? No, God knows. I think they're Capones or something like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so even even worse. <laughs> uh, but anyway, man, it's Dutch Master. It, it, you're, oh, with the wood tip. If we do that, we're getting wood tips.
3: They are Capones. Our oh Capone's shit! Sweet, Hell yes!
2: Sweet,
3: <laughs> Hell yes!
2: Those are the best. Still wrapped in nice. plastic.
3: Usually, when I would buy cigars, I typically didn't keep the tobacco inside of them. I'm pretty
2: sure they have cognac dip tips too really yeah we re- we went high class here man no no low brow stogies at the old 77
3: nothing but the best <laughs> it's a damn shame we can't share one with you brother right, no, right
2: on man no swisher sweets
3: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> dude we'll talk to you later man thanks for uh <laughs> thanks for chatting with us
5: all good all good guys anytime like i say it's my pleasure i'm happy to be on anytime
3: thank you brother we appreciate all the love and support that you give us and always giving us a shout out that's right man
2: and right back to you man
3: absolutely man you have an awesome uh day there in the future
2: that's right it's your day now our day's over it's your day damn he's in tomorrow Mm -hmm. Dave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) it's noon it's noon god i wish it was noon
5: Mm -mm. (laughs) we'll talk to you later man i can start drinking i can start drinking in nine minutes and i officially won't be an alcoholic (laughs) all right guys have a good have a good one we'll talk to you later brother
1: thanks for listening to the one and only old 77